Thank you for listening to the Valley Point Church Podcast. We are currently in the series, White Napkin. We hope it's a blessing to you. Welcome to the month of June. Can you believe it? Because June is here, that means that you have 203 more shopping days until Christmas. Just want you to be aware of that. Also, there are 93 more days until school starts again. Now, I know school's not out quite yet, but I just want to keep that in front of you. These are important numbers. Perhaps, though, the most important number today is the number 26 over here. Can we thank God for that number? It's a beautiful number, and here's what that represents if you're at Valley Point for the very first time. We are building a future real home, a permanent home for Valley Point Church, and in 26 more Sundays, God willing, we should occupy that new home. So you keep watching that countdown over there, and you keep praying that God moves everything forward as we get ready to occupy that new home for Valley Point. I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about that at the end of our time together. So it's June, and I want to take a couple of weeks here to walk through what I call White Napkin Sundays. These are Sundays where I just talk to you about all kinds of different things, and I encourage you to write down some words on a napkin, draw some things, and it's like we're having a conversation in a restaurant or a coffee shop, and we're writing stuff down old school on paper, because sometimes old school just works, doesn't it? So the purpose of White Napkin Sundays is that we jot down some things that hopefully we'll walk out of here and we will remember. So when you walk in the door this morning, you were given a white napkin, will you wave those around so I see that you have them? Great. Get a writing utensil and I want you to write down a few things or you can use that napkin to blow your nose if that's needed and necessary. That's okay. You can do that as well. So White Napkin Sundays, often I am asked, what are we doing as a church? What are we doing? And underneath all of that, I think it's the purpose question. What is our purpose as a church? And so I've been asked that question enough that several years ago with staff and with key leaders and with elders, we really began to wrestle, what is it that God is calling Valley Point Church to do, because we're responsible before God for what happens here. And so what has God called us to do? And so we began to pray and to think and to write all kinds of things down. And we came up with a purpose statement, and we really began to develop a greater vision map for what happens here at Valley Point Church. So in response to that question, I now consistently and regularly say, and you have heard me talk about this quite a bit, what is Valley Point Church doing? Well, we exist as a church to point people to real relationships and real significance. That's what we're doing. Real relationships, real significance. Real relationships, real significance. And that is not new information for you. You have heard this, hopefully, over and over again in your time here at Valley Point. I want to ring the bell one more time about what we're doing. 
pointing people to real relationships and real significance. So let me break that down a little bit. We want every person who walks through the doors of this place to know that they can have a real friendship with God. That God loved us enough to send his only son and he died in our place paying the price for our sins. And when we trust in him alone, when we embrace his leadership and forgiveness, we enter into a forever friendship with God. He is a friend who will never leave us. That's a real relationship with God. And we want everybody who comes to Valley Point to understand and know they can enjoy that. It's available for everybody. Beyond a real relationship with God, we want people to know you can have real relationships with people. You can link arms with like-minded individuals who will cheer us on with all of our successes and also lift us up as we walk through some of the challenges that we all encounter in life. So real relationships with God and with other people. We want everybody to know that is possible. You can enjoy that. Beyond that, we have all been given one life. That's all we have, right? With this one life, I believe God has equipped us to do significant things that can make a lasting, eternal difference in the lives of the people around us. And as we engage in service, as we love people the way Christ would want us to love others, as we initiate kindness, as we extend grace and forgiveness, we're being a bright light, and I think we're doing significant things with this one life that we have been given. So that's what we're doing. Real relationships and real significance. Now, how do we accomplish that? Because there's probably a lot of different ways we could do that. Well, we've kind of zeroed in on three very specific ways that we point people to real relationships and real significance. And we pour all of our time, our efforts, and our creativity into these three ways. All right, so get your napkin ready. I'm going to go to my napkin. Check out this thing. Isn't it enormous? I love it. All right, so I want you to write down the three key ways that we point people to real relationships and real significance. Are you ready? Here's the first word. This is what we do. We worship. And can anybody help me with the next word? Shout it out. We, starts with the C, connect, thank you. That's encouraging, you got it. And then there's one final component of the ways that we accomplish our mission. It's the word go. So we worship, we connect, and we go. We pour all of our efforts into those three areas. We actually say no to a lot of things because we want to worship and connect and go. Worship. This is where we grow our relationship with God. By the way, worship is kind of a churchy word, but I like it. Here's what it means. Worship is responding to the greatness of God. And whenever we do that in response to something that we discover in his word or in response during a song when we lift up some lyrics to him or when we're praying, whenever we're responding to the greatness of God, when we're humble before him, that is an act of worship. And we want to do our best to grow that aspect of our friendship with God. Connect. This is where we all have the opportunity 
within this beautiful organization called the church to grow our relationships with people through groups and through service opportunities, through our love days, through our compassion trips, we get the chance to connect with like-minded people. And then this word go, this is where we leave the church because the church is supposed to gather, but we can't just gather. That's not really good enough. We have to get out of here and go into the places where we live, where we work and where we play, where we go to school and be a bright light for Christ there. Today, I want to zero in on this word go for just a few moments. All right, so if you filled up one side of your napkin, that's okay if you did that. I want you to flip the napkin over because you have another side there. And I want you, maybe as big as you can, to just write that word go. And you can box it in or cloud it, whatever you want to do. This is your chance to be artistic on Sunday morning. I want you to write that word go. When we think about going, the church mobilized, leaving, not just gathering, but going, we use language like this. I believe God wants us to live as sent ones. I think that's what we signed up for when we trusted in Jesus alone to rescue us. That I can't keep this to myself. I know sometimes I do that because I'm embarrassed or ashamed or don't feel confident, so I kind of hide that. Like, I don't want people to know this about me. But that's not what we signed up for. When we trusted in Jesus alone, we actually signed up for the grand opportunity to live as sent ones everywhere that we go where we live, where we work, and where we play, I believe this is what God wants for us as we go. And so the challenge for all of us is let's worship, let's connect, let's do that. Today I want to think about us being mobilized as a church to leave our comfortable chairs here, to leave this space, to leave the comfort of gathering together, and in your homes where you work, in your office, whatever that looks like for you, in your schools, in your communities, where you shop, everywhere that you go, live as a sent one. By the way, here's the beauty of of living as a sent person. When that happens, I'm going to draw me down here. You can draw yourself. Guess what? And I'm really happy. There's joy that enters into my life as a result of living as a sent one. Joy that supersedes all of the circumstances in my life. Because everything's not going to be perfect. I'm not always going to be happy. I'm not always going to have pleasant things happen in and to me. But yet when I live as a sent one, when I am on mission where I live, where I work, and where I play, I think there is a measurable sense of joy and happiness in my life. Go. This is a beautiful part of our vision map. And again, we worship, we connect, but today I really want us to concentrate and to think about how all of us have been called to go, wherever that is for you, where you live, where you work, where you play. Be 
a sent one. Be on mission for Christ, knowing that when you live as a sent one, there is a sense of joy that just inhabits our lives, which is a great thing. I want to introduce you to someone today who I believe lives this out very passionately. He gets it, and he has been living as a sent one for his life, and God is using him to do some significant things. So will you help me welcome to Valley Point Church our missionary to Russia, Buddy Thigpen. All right, dobre utra. Dobre utra. Yeah, that's as good as my Russian gets today. <laughs> so welcome, buddy. I, we, we talked yesterday, and I was sharing with you that it's probably been approximately eight to nine years since you have been at Valley Point Church on a Sunday morning. Yeah. yeah. And so the vast majority of our audience has never met you before, and I find you to be a godly individual, an inspiring person. And I've had the chance to be on a mission trip in Smolensk, Russia. Loved my time there because I really loved learning and listening to you. So thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited, Valley Point, that you get the chance to hear from a modern missionary, somebody who listened to God and made the choice to do a very difficult go leave the comfort of home, and to take your family to a faraway place. So who is Buddy Thigpen? Introduce yourself to us, please. Uh, okay. Well, first, thanks for letting me come. It, it has been a long time since I've been here, and it's a joy to, to see you because most of you, I look around and, and it's just spots of people that I know, but most of you I don't know. So it is always a pleasure to meet new friends, and I'm grateful uh, to be able to be here. So who am I? Um, the essence of who I am, I would probably talk about the passions of my life. The number one passion of my life, Eric, is uh, I began to know God as my Savior 45 years ago. Mm. I am ashamed I'm not a better Christian than I am after all those years. But I know this, from the moment I met him, I began to love him. Mm. I, I love God. Do you ever think about that? I just love God. And that moves me to do everything else I do. I just love Him. That's a passion for me. My second passion is my family. Mm. Susan and I have been married for 40 years. That's right. <laughs> there is one woman on this earth that could live with me, and I found her. <laughs> it, that is an amazing thing. To me, that's an amazing, that is a miracle. Only one person in, on planet Earth could live with me, and I found her, and we've been together for 40 years. I have seven boys. One of them is in heaven, and six of them have made me look so good. I am so proud of my boys. Um, they are all Every one of them, in some measure, are in ministry. They, are, they have some kind of ministry that they are part of. All of them work with me, but some of them are doing ministry also here uh, and in other places. And so I know that I am blessed. I know that I'm blessed. And my third passion is I have a deep and intense desire and drive to take the gospel of the kingdom to the least reached 
and most unreached peoples on this planet. Specifically, to the most magnificent mission post left on in this universe to me, and that's Russia. Mm. So basically, that's who I am. Mm. Those are my passions. So let's talk about that a little bit. At some point, you felt a calling or an obligation to Russia yeah. specifically to leave living in the States, which is home for you, and to uproot family, and to do what I think most of us would consider to be a a very difficult thing. Mm -hmm. So at what point did you sense that God was really calling you to live as a sent one, and that just became irresistible to you? Yeah, most of you, some of you at least will remember the communist Russia, right? Communist the communists were taking over the world at one time. Mm-hmm. And in my growing up days, that's what I lived with. You remember that? I, I grew up in Savannah, Georgia. And we were right near Cuba. I remember the Cuban Missile Crisis. We would get up underneath our desk at school because we mm-hmm. were practicing for the time when the Russians were going to explode a bomb in our area. That's the Russia I grew up with. I became a Christ follower. I became a pastor. I watched as the walls came down around Eastern Europe. Do you remember that? Anybody remember that? Mm-hmm. And to me, that was the most magnificent moment. You and I talked about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. When the walls came down, all of a sudden, 250 million people who were not accessible to us the night before became accessible to us with the gospel. And in my mind, there had never been a better opportunity in the history of the church to do mission work. I sat in my office. I was a pastor at that time. I sat in my office and I said this to God. God, if you will have anybody call me looking to raise support to go to Russia, I'll support them. I'd tell you that in advance. And I waited and nobody called me. (laughs) And so God, through a series of events, God said, would you? And and honestly, theologically speaking, I don't know. How to, how to say this to you. Uh, there's a lot of theological things I don't understand. I'm not sure if I was called or whether I just volunteered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was such... And I, and I think there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to stand before God one day and He's going to look at me and say, what in the world did you go do that for? I mean, why did right. you take the gospel where there wasn't the gospel? <laughs> I, I think it's okay. Uh, I did feel a sense that God wanted me to do that. Mm. But to answer a call, I, I, I just felt the urge to do that, to go, to go. Because the, the Bible, when Jesus left this earth, he said, I want you to take the gospel, not just to Jerusalem, not to just Judea or Samaria, but to the uttermost parts of the world. And that's I felt right. like Russia was uttermost. Mm. So that was, that's what m- moved me to do that. Living as a sent one is not always easy. I think sometimes when we want or when we sense we're in that lane, that life should be really pleasant and simple and uncomplicated for us. But I think often when we make the choice to be on mission, Mm -hmm. challenges come. Will you talk to us about some of the challenges that you've encountered? Eric, I think one of the greatest messages that we should give to especially new believers who, who desire to follow God is that we need to look at them eyeball to eyeball and say, the life you've chosen is the greatest life on earth. 
But it is not the easiest life to live. God never promised us that it would be easy. In fact, he said, in this life you will have troubles. But rejoice, I've overcome the world. We have a picture of what life should be like, and then God does what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, my life story is, is I have a relationship with pain, and, and I understand. I was a pastor, and on August the 14th, 1994, I resigned my church to go and to what some would consider to, to do a very difficult thing, to pick up my family of of six boys. My youngest boy was six months old at the time um, when we finally got there. But August 14th, I resigned my church. August the 21st, the following week, um, my first Sunday at a church where I was going to go present myself as a missionary and try to raise support. My family went there. I packed them up in a van. We drove off. We had that service. And we came back home, and we stopped at a McDonald's to have lunch. And at that time, I had a three-and-a-half-year-old boy. And we stopped at that. It's never easy for me to tell the story. I'm sorry. We stopped at that McDonald's, and somehow he wandered away. And he walked outside. And he's walking outside, and he fell off the curb somehow. And as he fell off that curb, a truck was coming around and ran over my son and killed him. That was the first day. Now, in our minds, we think, we give our lives to God, and we serve him, and, it's, and he should protect us, right? But what I've learned is this, that we don't know what God's protection looks like. I don't know what that looks like. That's been 23 years ago, and, and it, the, the pain of that never leaves. It never leaves. But here's what I've learned. And if I, could, if I had one message, if I had just one message, if you gathered all the believers in all the world together in one place, and you said, you have to give them one message, here's the message I would, I would give to you. We must learn to believe, decide. We must decide to believe in the sovereignty of God. And the sovereignty of God means this. God can do whatever He wants to, to whoever He wants to, whenever He wants to, for as long as He wants to, and He doesn't have to give us a reason why. But we can rely on this. He promises to do all things for our good. And I have never doubted that. I do not know all the answers why. But I do trust that he has his reasons. And someday, maybe not on this planet, but when I'm with him, he will reveal himself. And at that moment, I will rejoice. So, life is difficult, believer or no. But we as believers need to learn to trust his sovereignty. I remember you sharing that with me in Smolensk. We were traveling somewhere, and that pain existed then. That was in 2011. I know that's still there today, and you're a tremendous example of grace 
and continuing to live by faith in spite of pain and circumstances. So thank you for being a great example for all of us. As a missionary, no doubt you have to spend time in the word of God so that you have something to share with people who are constantly asking and needing that leadership from you. So do you have a verse or two that you can share with us that have impacted you? Yeah, the, the one, I don't know if you have it, uh, you're going to have it somewhere, but First Peter lets us know this, that we should, and, and I, I relate this verse, and it's actually my life verse, yes. uh, where Peter relates to us that we should not think it strange when fiery trials or difficulties come our way, but we should rather rejoice because in those things, we get to share or to learn about Christ's suffering. How else, can we, how else can we know or be able to share with what Christ went through for us unless we go through pain, right? Mm. It's not hard for us to go through joy. We like that. We, we, we enjoy going through good times. What we need to learn is to, is to go through the difficult times. And through those difficult times, God says, don't think it's strange. Don't wake up and, and see and look around and things are difficult and say, ah, God, you didn't know that. Look at this, God, God, look what happened. God already knows. Don't think it's strange, but rejoice because someday we'll be able to understand it. Don't look to understand it here. If you never get to understand why, here, understand that someday you'll be able to understand with him and trust his sovereignty. That's a good verse for me. Yeah, it's, it's a great verse. That word share yeah. or partner in the construction of the sentence means fellowship with Christ in yeah. his suffering. So there is a sense where when pain enters we get to scoot a little bit closer to our Savior, which is amazing. Yeah. Isn't he good? Isn't he good? He's not just good. He's, he's, he's theological. He, he's, I like that. He should have put more of that hair on the picture yeah, he, he yeah. put up there. The most amazing thing I got when I saw Eric for the first time after a long time is how this has taken place over the last several years. Mine has gone away and his has grown. So, I, have, yeah. I have kids in college, so there's okay. things you have to cut back on in order to... <laughs> so talk to us a little bit about... Valley Point's impact in your life and in your work in Smolens. So we have, over the years, prayed for you even before my time frame here, supported you financially. We have sent teams to Russia, and several of you have had the opportunity to go and work there, which it's just an inspiring thing to do. Talk about the impact of Valley Point and yeah. our support and love and prayers because most of us don't get the chance to actually see that. So share that right. with us, please. Encourage us. Yeah, on this point, I have no troubles talking because my history with you goes back many years. Mm. And um, I, I, I know missionaries and I know mission works. And, I, and, and trust me, I don't know another partnership that has so impacted another place on earth like the partnership that you and I have had. I don't know that you, some of you don't understand that. So let me take you back on a little bit of a history. 
If you go to Smolensk, Russia, Smolensk is the first major city that you go into whenever you come into Russia. It is a strategic provincial area for Russia. Every army that has ever come through Russia has had to come through Smolensk first to get to Moscow. We're about six and a half hours southwest of Moscow. And if you go to my place, if you go to Smolensk, Russia, and you go anywhere around the major city there, you will see the marks of Valley Point Church. You'll see yourself there. You go to our churches there, and you'll see places where you've helped build and construct and repair. And people are a part of that church because you went there. They've become Christ followers themselves because you helped for us to stay there over the years. And you've come yourself and you've done what you've done there and people have come. You go to the feeding centers where we feed kids almost every day. And because of you, we've built some of those and we've repaired some of those and some of you have come to work on those. You go to the orphanages and over the years, you've sent teams and we've put down floors and we've fixed toilets and we've built playgrounds all over that place. You're famous for playgrounds. <laughs> Dan Muller is, a, is the wizard of playgrounds for for years uh, your groups would come and we put up playgrounds in the most difficult places on the face of the of the earth but you've done that a playground is not is not a big deal right but the impact it has on a place that doesn't have anything is incredible when when the bible describes who jesus is peter says his first description he says he was a man who went everywhere doing good when you guys come to russia you just do good stuff and the goodness that you do draws people to him. Uh, this last trip came, we went to the tech college and we put down some flooring there. The kids that worked with us, uh, with that group, it was the opening up of a new ministry. You guys came, that group came and opened up a new ministry for us. And the first time we'd ever done anything in that place, those kids are still a part of what we do. Some of them have become Christ followers. All of them are still involved in what we do. And we're praying, we're hoping that they'll become Christ followers soon. You built, this church built an alcohol and drug rehabilitation center within, I remember uh, Mike, is Mike Barry here? Is Mike? Mike and a group came and, and suffered and, and got arrested and, 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 and went through a lot. Put that thing up. It's still there. Almost every man who has come through that. Do you sense that I'm excited about what you guys do? Every guy practically that's come through that building has trusted Christ. And so I I could talk about the impact that Valley Point has had and continues to have. This, to me, when we talk about being sent and going, you got to do what you do here. You got to do it. You got to do it. I look at your building and I'm thinking, God bless. What a great thing. But Jesus said this, I will continue to bless you, but don't you forget to bless the nations. Why does God want to bless Valley Point Church? Why? So that you can bless the people around you and 
bless the nations. And there is no more strategic spot left on planet Earth than Russia. History has proven how strategic it is. Prophecy will reveal how great an impact Russia will play on the end times. we got to have cell groups of believers stuck in Russia when we can no longer be there. And they've got to come out of orphanages and drug and alcohol rehabilitation centers and churches that we are planning now. I don't know how long we're going to be able to be there. But we got to do what we do now. Valley Point Church has become such a strategic part of that area. Uh, Dan McGinnis was with us last September and um, met with one of the government officials there. They were checking you guys out (laughs) because I had talked about our relationship with you and our partnership with Valley Point. They knew who you were. They sent an official, government official, out to where we were working And she came by, and we met with them. We sat down. She looked at him. He looked at her. And Dan's a good representative. He's a... I'm not joking with you. Dan just sat there. Didn't say much. But he was a good representative. (laughs) And when we left that that, uh, meeting, uh, I was sure that, that we were good. So much so that the government officials in Smolensk said to me, when you go back to Valley Point, I want you to present to the pastor an official recognition that we have officially registered our organization in the state of Smolensk in one of the most strategic areas in all of Russia left as Valley Point, Russia. Mm. (laughs) So... This is written in Russian, and so Eric will never be able to read it. <laughs> but it simply states that. It is a, it is a letter that says that, that the government, the official government of Russia is grateful and thankful for all that Valley Point has done over the years, especially in helping with young people. And their desire is to build a future friendship and partnership Uh, with us in America. And it's signed by the Deputy Director of uh, Education, who is in charge of all the orphanages all over uh, over, um, Smolensk. And he asked me if I would please to present this to Eric. And Dan's name is also on here. So I want to present that to you from the government official Mm. of of Russia. Mm. Not a small thing. That is not a small thing. Here's what that does. Please, please understand what that does for me and for missions in Russia. Missionaries are leaving Russia all the time. It is a, it is a, it is a volatile and fluid situation always in Russia. Here's what this does for us. It gives us leverage like I don't know anybody else has. Mm. Because they desire. They've seen what's happened over the last 20 years in our relationship with you. And they're saying to me, Let's keep on doing that. Let's don't stop doing that. And I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you. I I hope there will be other times that that we'll be able to have some of you come and see us. I hope that will happen. And and, and I hope you'll take the the opportunity, if God ever gives you opportunity, to come and see us again. Because here's what will happen. You'll help us. But I promise you, it will help you. 
It'll help you see something you've never seen before. You've got to get out of this place, out of, out of the comfort of what we have here, and see a needy place. And I want to invite you to come. I, I just want to thank you. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what Valley Point, uh, I, I don't know how, if, I, if I can emphasize that anymore, how, <laughs> how great the uh, uh, relationship with you has been for us. Thank you for the encouragement. And I'm happy to say we are currently planning another trip for 2018. So pay attention for those announcements. I think after today, we might have a few more people choose to go (laughs) and spend time with you. And one of the things I appreciate with all of our groups that go is, and you guys have experienced this if you've been there, you go and you'll talk about the orphanages and the work that you accomplished and how incredible it was to be in Russia. But inevitably, Everybody talks about time with Buddy and just the impact that you have spiritually. So thank you for encouraging our people and for encouraging our church this morning. Can we thank Buddy? Can we do that? Thank you. So I'm going to have Buddy help us with our closing here. I've asked him to say the Lord's Prayer in Russian for us. And then I'll follow that up with another prayer, and then I've got some announcements to share. So let's pray together in Russian, knowing that God hears it all. So, buddy, please lead us. Let's pray. Ochinash sushi na nebesak, da svetitsa imi tvayo, da pradyut tsarstva tvayo, da budet volio tibia, i na zemli kak na neba. Kleb nash na sushni, dai nam na sedin, i prasti nam dalgi nashim. Kaki mui prashayam dalshnikim nashim. Ini visi nashni iskushni, no izbav nas at lukavava. Ibatvayo yes sartva, i sila, i slava, vaveki. Amen. Father, we continue just to pray, and we want to use the pattern we find in the Lord's Prayer to lift up your name and say it is hallowed, holy, separate, set apart. We're thankful for that, and so we honor you today, and we're thankful for a few moments together on this Sunday morning to be encouraged to go. God, I think you want each and every one of us to live as sent ones. And we're going to leave this building in just a few moments. And a new week begins, and we're going to step into workplaces and schools, into communities and neighborhoods. We're going to step into our family situations. God, would you help each and every one of us to carry the light of Jesus and to be on mission everywhere that we go? And God, you're going to ask some of us or give some of us a burden to go to some faraway places. I think even this morning, you're probably planting a desire in several hearts to say, I'd love to go to Smolensk. And God, as these opportunities arise to go to faraway places, help our hearts to be soft and sensitive that we indeed would be willing to go and to be on mission wherever it is that you send us. Thank you for Buddy. Bless his work, his family. Encourage them and continue to use them 
to carry the truth of Jesus into a faraway place, a place like Smolensk, Russia. We ask this now in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you call Valley Point Church home or would like to make a donation, please go to valleypointchurch.com slash online giving. If you're in need of prayer, we would love to serve you in that way. Send us a message at prayer at valleypointchurch.com. Be blessed.